Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. Document Don't Create is coming from the perspective of people want to see what your life is like. If you're an influencer, people don't just want to see what foods or what things you're offering as a good suggestion. They just want to see what your life is like. They want to know that you can be relatable. The dirty, the stupid, the funny, like whatever it may be, the serious. Right. Just, just let, just let people into your life. Let them see, just let them see the the authentic, true you, who you are. You don't need to create some facade of who you are because that's not being authentic. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. All right, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe. Josh is out today playing homeschool dad like most of us. Thanks, coronavirus. <laughs> but uh, in the studio today, really excited to talk to Dennis Herring. Dennis, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, it's an honor, man. Appreciate you having me. I think it's a very timely issue right now because with the coronavirus and the stay-at-home order and so many small businesses having to pivot and refocus on things that they can do with their businesses being closed, this seems to be an area where you're involved in. You are the vice president of John 15 Media and you focus on social media, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, social media management as well as websites design. Yeah. And this is an area where you can spend some of that extra time that you have right now as a business owner. It's <laughs> exactly. focusing on your social media, your online presence. And I'm excited to talk to you about some of the things that people can do as small business owners to ramp up that side of their business. And you had recently written or have a blog post on your site about some things that you can do to kind of up your social media game and i would love to, to jump into that later start by telling me a little bit about yourself so i mean i was born and raised in raleigh north carolina family came over here from germany back in 94 and i was born in 96 i went to Cary christian school all throughout first grade through graduation was able to play high school golf and play college golf wake tech went to barton transferred there Got my bachelor's degree, your whole typical grow up, get a degree. I was in the corporate setting for about eight months and just was not a setting for me. And over time, there were just different doors being opened for me in the entrepreneurial side of things, being self-employed, being able to pursue owning my own time in that way and doing what I want with my time. Yeah. I realized that media was a great way to do that. People don't understand the leverage you can have through social media. And after getting connected with some influencers and people who know how to do it well. I just chose to pursue that route and it's been really cool to get to be on that journey of helping companies build up their own media. And you got something else big coming up later this week, right? Yes, yes. Uh, my fiance and I are getting married this Saturday, May 2nd. So it's definitely been a stressful uh, <laughs> few months of planning and COVID and job. And it's been it's been a great mental mess, but so a great mental miracle. Getting married in the middle of COVID, that has to be <laughs> a crazy situation. But you're doing it anyways. And good on you. What, what kind of changes did you guys have to make for your wedding? So basically what we did was we had the entire, the whole ceremony, the whole original wedding party party planned out at a venue in Angier, like our guest list, DJ, worship, everything involved coming from a Christian background. And we actually just got that delayed, thankfully. They were willing to be flexible with us. And so they actually, everyone transferred all of the plans for that day to September 12th. So that's a big blessing right there for us to not yeah. have to worry about anything needing to be re 
like everything got rescheduled, but not needing to remanage or restructure something. Right. So, man, I hope all this is over by September twelfth. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that. That's a whole other discussion. So right that there. that leads me when we're getting off side track. We'll talk about <laughs> social media later. But I'm curious as to the. So this has got to mess with your guys' honeymoon plans. What's what's a COVID honeymoon look like? Yeah, COVID honeymoon looks honeymoon like in place. Hashtag shelter at home honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> but it looks my dad is willing blessing us with a hotel night here in the area just to have one night away just to have somewhat of a honeymoon feel but then the rest of the time is going to be spent at the apartment either hanging out and just doing what married couples do and I think what you should do is you should fake a fever when you get to the the hotel and you can get like two months out of it (laughs) (laughs) just be like I'm sorry I can't leave you have to understand (laughs) do the thing like you do in high school where you put the thermometer up to the light yeah and just wait for it to get hot it might work it's got to be rough being a hotel right now they're probably just really excited (laughs) to have anybody coming in and staying all right so switching gears let's talk about social media for a bit so you're a small you're a medium business the sba the business association actually calls a small business anything under 500 employees i've talked to a lot of people that have reservations about social media it's not so much that they got their head buried in the sand that it's a fad. They're just fearful that they don't want to invest their time in anything that they don't think is going to work. You need to be realistic about what a social media strategy or effort looks like. In your guys' experience, how much time do you have to put into a social media strategy before you see it yielding results for clients? It's very customized because every dep- and there's several different companies for several different product lines for several different services, so... At the end of the day, it really just comes down to yeah. what is the what is your brand? What are you trying to offer the world that could add value to their day? And then based on that, it just comes down to what is the demand like right now? And based on what strategy we create, are we looking how quickly could we create a higher demand for it, which would then increase your sales? Right. It's a funny to me that a lot of businesses don't pay attention to social media because it's one of the few tools that we have in today's day and age, especially if you live in an area like Raleigh where we don't have a lot of billboards mm-hmm. and people are relying less and less on print. You see less people going to radio and more people going to podcasting yeah. where you've got this opportunity to do that thing that's so hard for marketers, which is to get your message out you know, right. seven to 12 times so that people will remember you and that they want to do business with you. And here we've got all these people on social media yeah. all day long, like it's yeah. crack. <laughs> and um, and people are like, I don't yeah. know if that's where I should be. I don't know if I want to go where customers right. are and where they're doing stuff. But I get what you're saying about how it's it's really tough to say how long it would take to be successful because some things are better for social media than others. Correct. Right? Like if you're a dog walking company, you need to be on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Instagram loves dogs that are cute yeah. and pictures of dogs. <laughs> like that Sit Me and Sit in Raleigh, they have yeah. a pretty decent Instagram following because yeah. they get to post pictures of cute dogs. If Correct. you're a home inspector... You've got to work harder Correct, because people yeah. don't go to Instagram to look at home inspectors. However, I did see this one guy that posts funny things he finds in people's homes, and it's really mm-hmm. interesting to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's silly that people don't want to get involved in social media. So let's just kind of break it down. I like how you broke it down on your blog. What are some simple things? You've got extra time. COVID's going on. You're, you're a business owner. Maybe you should start rethinking your social media strategy. Looking at the list that's on my blog, so I mean, just not... An unshameful plug. If you go to DennisHerring.com, you'll be able to go to my blog site there and see anything I've talked about. Everything is social media based. If we're, look, if we're looking at the one right now, talking about six tips to becoming an Instagram influencer, tongue twister, um, even number one, capitalize on your uniqueness. I mean, 
we live in a society where you're typically taught the same pattern. It's go to school, go to college, get a good job, go live a good life, eventually retire and eventually die. Like that's it's as vulgar as that sounds. That's the typical life we're, that we're told to live. It's a, it's a life pattern. Look, there, your fingerprint has been proven that there's no other fingerprint like you. That's how you're identified. So you obviously are unique in ourselves and as a person, but in the same manner, products are unique as well. So what product do you have to offer and why is this different and better than what's already out there? It's embracing the fact that you are different. That's not a bad thing. It's pursuing that uniqueness of who you are and or that product that you have to offer. And so I think your blog post is written like how you as an individual become an influencer. But I think the principles translate for businesses as well. Um, An influencer, the definition of an influencer is really simple. It's somebody that with the ability to influence potential buyers by promoting or recommending items on social media. Correct. So that's probably the whole reason your company is on social media. If you're not, if you're not an influencer, you're certainly striving to be one. You're trying to help people make a decision. And when you're talking about being unique, your company has a uniqueness too. And it's not an exercise in coming up with something that makes you unique. It's usually a discovery process. Right. You already have that story, that unique story as a business. You just haven't really figured out how to put it down on paper or put it into a social media Correct. strategy or put it into marketing copy that that's helps people understand and memorize what it is that you do. Correct. You might be Correct. one of 30 people in the triangle doing your thing, but what makes you unique? What What is it about the way you do business? What is it about what you believe about how business should be done that makes Correct. your company and you unique. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, I mean, many products can be similar, so it just, it doesn't even have to be one specific thing that's unique. It's just discovering if there's not something right now about your product or what you have to offer that is unique, how can you make it unique? Right. How can you make it to where people look at it and say, there's 10 different Gatorade bottles, but there's just something about this one or an, or a membership that's attached to this one. Or it's about going that extra mile for your clients and for your customers because essentially customers are what make business. So if you're not feeding to their need or to what they would enjoy, you're really shooting yourself in the foot because you're killing the only people that can really give you life. I read this book about a year and a half ago by Donald Miller called Story Brand, and he had a really interesting point of view on a very common marketing principle, which is what you're talking about, which is making sure that you're meeting the customer's needs. But I really like the framework that he used to tell it is the the principle of story. And what he was, what he was saying is what so many companies do wrong is that they make themselves the hero of the story instead of making the customers the hero of their story. Mm -hmm. But as a business, we should be more like Yoda. We should be like the guide. We should be Mm -hmm. like uh, Morpheus in the matrix the people that have been there and solved it, but helping the hero solve the problem themselves. And it's a little twist, but I think it's a very important distinction. How did you get good at what you're good at? What are you passionate about? And what problems are you passionate about solving for your customers? I've talked to several businesses in general, whether it's clothing brands to product services. And I mean, a lot of them, the phrasing that it, I don't want to say it turns me off, but I can immediately notice their perspective is not focused on the right thing is because they say, I feel like this would look really good. I feel like people would, I feel like this could look great. Or I feel like people may like this. You're basing your decision of a product off of what you feel would be good versus what has been proven or been asked for by your, by your audience. There's a lot of companies that have had really good ideas that nobody wanted to buy. Correct. 
<laughs> and they were really pretty. <laughs> exactly. And they were they were everything that they wanted them to be in the company owner's mind. But this is my dream company, yet yeah. no, no one's buying from it because no one needs this service. When you've got to be thinking what your customer wants, that applies to social media too. People go to social media accounts for a certain thing. Correct. People go to Instagram because they like their media in a certain way and they want it in that fashion. So you Correct. need to format your stuff into the fashion to the way that they want to receive it. Correct. Same with YouTube and Facebook and in, in um, LinkedIn and Pinterest. I guess people are still using Pinterest. I still have, I still use it. I still have a Pinterest account, I guess. But are you only using it because you have a wedding coming up? That seems like it's the only reason to have a Pinterest <laughs> account anymore. No, actually, <laughs> I actually use it to, one, get some really cool wallpapers because I'm a big traveler. I'm someone who loves looking at airport pictures, loves looking at planes. I love being at the airport. I'm like 10 hour, 10 hour layovers count me in. I just love being there. <laughs> That's just who I am. And so I look at that for wallpapers for my devices and I'll look at it for like office spaces, for modern furniture, for just creating the dream home that we're trying to build like, to be financial independent for my future studio setup, just for, for really Pinterest for me is a dream builder. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, we used to use it for like, a, I wouldn't say vision board, but like a sizzle reel. Like if we're trying yeah. to borrow a look from something, we'll just exactly. throw a bunch of stuff on a board. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's let's get back here. You're, you're a small <laughs> business owner. You're thinking about upping your social media strategy. First thing is capitalizing on your uniqueness, thinking about what makes you different. Let that kind of be your North Star. All your content you're making should line up with this, with this which is your uniqueness. The second point you have in this blog post is don't be shy. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, this is the biggest thing that I had to personally overcome because I was never a fan of posting pictures of myself or talking about myself. I always thought that those people were the most arrogant blanks you can think of, like always just posting pictures about themselves, trying to make themselves look perfect. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate. It's yeah. like, why is what I eat that important to anybody else that they need to see vid or picture documentation of my latest meal? I initially started thinking like, this is just stupid. Like, wow, like I feel so embarrassed posting pictures of myself. But at the same time, I've, I've the thought process that actually changed for me when I got in touch with my with my part, business partner now, Josh Andrew, who's out in Nebraska. He simply shared with me this idea, which I've thank I'm thankful for him because he really helped me understand this better is that at the end of the day, what people's opinions are of you, it matters because you are trying to offer something to them, but it shouldn't matter to the point where they dictate how you live or dictate your decisions in your day. And I thought, saw a lot of value in how he said that because, I mean, coming from a Christian background, I mean, our, my identity is supposed to be in God and what he says about me and me being a child of God, me being his son and him having a plan for me. So if his love is, if his love trumps every, everybody else's love for me because he's loving me that much, then essentially no one else's opinions of me should matter to me because the one, the one God who created me has his opinion of me and he loves me. So yeah. what should anybody else's opinion matter to me? And that when I, when we talked through that thought process, I just realized I want to be able to add value to people through inspirational posts, through inspirational videos, through pro like right. services, through a social media. And I think that's important when you're talking about your own personal social media. But the good news is if you're talking about promoting your business, for most of us, it's a lot easier to brag on our business because oh, we're, yeah. we're proud of our employees. We're proud of the work that we do. Most of us believe in what we're doing. Uh, so that's good. I, th I think another way to say it is being authentic. Like Correct. you can't be shy. You need to actually be you. Correct. And not be like a glossy, like aspirational version of yourself, but you Correct. should just be yourself. Talk about being unique. Like somebody that's genuine on Instagram, yeah. like that's going to come across as, hey, that's new. Let's <laughs> yeah, that's something that that simple term being authentic is what I share with a lot of the clients that I coach because it's 
the the idea behind social media is that you're putting on a facade, you're putting on the best thing possible, you're right. trying to paint this best picture. When really that that's never what has ever that's never sold before. What sells is what's authentic, like you said. Right. It's not about painting the best picture. It's are you painting a true picture? Because you're much more likely to keep a client if they see it's really true. Right. Versus you paint a picture of something that's not the same experience, and then your reputation goes down, your customer service goes down, and the trust that was there is now broken. People don't they don't think about this term often when it comes to marketing, but it's it's an important connection if you can make it. One of the things that really turns people off about politics is rhetoric. And rhetoric is just a fancy way of saying, I'm going to tell you just one side of it and obviously leave off all the very valid <laughs> other sides of the argument. But I'm only going to yeah. tell you these sides. Yeah. And so marketing went through this terrible thing with rhetoric, like in the 50s and 60s, where there was just nothing bad about a product and it stopped working. And then we got cynical. And everybody became extra cynical of everything from from politics or anything that didn't seem genuine or authentic. We're pretty much designed as human beings to sniff out the crap. Like we can we can smell it when you're yeah. when you're shoveling it. And to not be genuine is not something that you're going to get away with for very long on social media, <laughs> uh, let alone in your in your marketing just in general. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. So the next thing that you said, and I really like this, is document, don't create. I think when you understand this principle that you're trying to make, it takes a lot of pressure off because there is an entire profession known as content creators. It's like a whole genre of people that make a living in front of keyboards. I'm one of them. My co-host Josh is is one of them. And (laughs) we're building content and anybody will tell you it's not easy. Correct. Even if you professionally manage, and I manage some people's social media as well, it's not easy work. It's it's a discipline like anything else. It's a skill set like anything else. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about document, don't create. Yeah, so document, don't create is coming from the perspective of people want to see what your life is like. If you're an influencer, people don't just want to see what foods or what things you're offering as a good suggestion. They just want to see what your life is like. Right. They, they want to be able... 
they want to know that you can be relatable. The dirty, the stupid, the funny, like whatever it may be, the serious. Right. Just just let just let people into your life. Let them see just let them see the the authentic true you, who you are. You don't need to create some facade of who you are because that's not being authentic. Right. Just just document what you do. That's what documentaries are. They are just co- a compilation of information and eventually we see a 1 hour worth of it on the history channel about dinosaurs. Yeah. There's a great local company Anderson Painting and they also do concrete flooring. And they have a great example of this in a business setting, I think, which is if they come into somebody's garage, they'll take a picture before they move everything out. Then they'll take a picture after their crew has cleared everything out. They're showing their crew and they're happy and they're smiling. Then they're sanding the floor. And it's like an Instagram story with, you know, you can go through like five or six of them until it gets to the end where they got this brand new, beautiful concrete floor. The customer's holding their logo and smiling. It's just a nice document don't create approach to saying like this is what a day looks like in our company these guys had a garage that they didn't like now they like their garage yes it's (laughs) no that's exactly it's we get we give ourselves too many headaches when it comes down to trying to create content because we're really just truly using the wrong terminology the next one you have here is is choose and stick to an aesthetic this can be a confusing one for people because you can be successful and have a completely different strategy than the next guy the next guy's strategy might be really well done beautifully laid out photoshopped glossy magazine style stuff in their grid you know he's got this beautifully curated grid the next person could be very successful and they're just taking shots with their iphone yeah Uh, this one comes kind of this one is more focused on keeping a consistent feed so not saying you have to post the same stuff all the time but Having right. having a consistent color scheme, having a consistent things or category of things you, that you talk about. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not saying it's going to kill you if you're all over the place, but it's much easier for people to relate to you or to understand what you're about if you're able to keep a more focused approach on what you're doing in your in your life. Like right. I was talking to my buddy Josh like, the other day, and he was helping me more he was helping me focus in on that because a couple of my areas of social media were very strong and some were weak as could be i this was one of those areas and so we talked about do creating a consistent color scheme for me for my website for my social media just keeping colors consistent we start to attribute colors or patterns to things we experience right. so people think of those colors not saying this is guaranteed to happen but there may or may not be the case if they think of a color it starts this chain of thought Mm-hmm. your brand it starts that thought pattern and eventually your brand or what you do can be caught in their thought pattern back when i was helping out as a company in the triangle with their brand the idea was we want to be easily recognizable as us anything we churn out you should be able to look at it and be like oh that's us and so that is everything Correct. from color scheme to quality Correct. to whatever it is you're trying to deliver if your brand is and you're like, oh, how important is a color? Listen, it's important because it's probably more important that you give, let's say your core value is you want to be, you want to help your customer. Well, all your posts should help your customers. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you should not care yeah. about <laughs> about <laughs> being consistent in your branding either. And there's there's people that can help. If you're like, oh, that is not my thing. There are certainly a lot of people out there that can help. And uh, you guys are, are I'm some right of here. People. There you go. <laughs> Next one is invest in a high quality camera or photographer. Yeah, so that one is just plain simple as it is. People are much more likely to look at content that's high quality. Anything that's done in professionalism is done in high quality. 
because people are attracted to high quality. A lot of people don't know that there are there is an emerging category of photographers that are brand photographers. And I think of one, she is a co-host of the Girls Who Do Stuff show, which is a okay. sister show of this. Her name is Jenny Midgley. And she does social media packages where she'll help you out with whatever your company is or if it's a personal brand. And she'll take a bunch of photos of you and then you'll have photos for the next month for your social yeah. media. And if you've ever tried to get serious about social media, then you understand how how nice that sounds to have like <laughs> yeah. a month's worth of posts done yeah. and they match and they look good. Paint your brand in the, in the light that you want to do. And I know that there's more and more people like that kind of coming out and making their services available for people that... Because you can say, buy a high-quality camera, but I used to run a film team, and there's a skill set to it, too. Like, you could put the same really nice camera in the hands of, of a guy who was a great DP on the film team, Josh, and I would I could say I could hold the same camera next to him and try to get the same stuff and mine would look like crap and Josh's would look amazing. <laughs> because yeah. there is a skill set to it too. So don't underestimate that. And you're like, that's not my skill. Maybe you need to consider the brand photographer route and yeah. get somebody to come help you out and get those yeah. pictures for you. Exactly. The the big overarching idea in most media is companies want to save money and try to do it themselves, but then they're sacrificing the quality of their product, which really if you think about it, should be their main priority right. of how that's portrayed. So really, or their time, you're really correct. not saving any money if you're investing yeah. your own time and learning how to be a photographer when you should be selling your product. Exactly, because while you can be vision casting toward the next strategy or toward the next product or whatever it may be, you're more focused on a tedious task of creating con- of hashtag creating content right. versus the idea of documenting it or even just substituting those dollars to invest in keeping the product as high quality as it is. And you just invest your time somewhere else to make more money again. Right. So then this next, this next one, the sixth and final point, is probably more for somebody that's wanting to personally use their, their influence to help companies sell, which is make yourself available for sponsorships and collaborations. I'm curious. In the <laughs> 90s, I was in, I was in high school. And in, in that time, everybody in middle school, high school around me, so I grew up in rural Michigan, wanted to be, you know, some kind of famous sports person or maybe, maybe a handful of famous actors, but not so much. It was mostly sports. Right. Nowadays, kids don't really want to be the next Michael Jordan. They want to be influencers. Right. They want to be Rhett and Link. They want to be somebody cool on TikTok that I can't think of their names (laughs) or identify them. Me and my kids watch TikTok for like eight hours a day during this COVID thing. I don't know if you've ever gone down that rabbit trail on YouTube where you just watch these 33-minute TikTok collaborations, and I always get on my kids because I watch them with them every once in a while and then feel like, I feel like I'm dumber now. Like, I feel like I literally (laughs) got dumber after watching all these TikToks. But then from a content creation standpoint, like, some of them are legitimately funny, and they took time to come up with. Yeah. And uh, there's people that are really good at it. It really seems to be something that people want to do. People want to be an influencer. I don't know the kids know that that's what they want to say. Like, I want to, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be an influencer. But they might say YouTube uh, star or I, I want to be on Twitch, play yeah. one of those guys that plays video games. Right. Because I guess we're all more interested in watching people play video games now than playing video games. Oh, don't, don't even get me started there. <laughs> that, that's like, that's sad enough to me that you're, more, that you're more interested in watching somebody play a video game versus you just doing it yourself. See, I used to be just like you. And then I tried to get into Fortnite with my daughters. And I lovingly refer to it as land and die because that's the way I play the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would land and immediately be killed by a 10-year-old. And um, after about like a year and a half of trying to get better and maybe being able to kill a person once in a while, yeah, it is more enjoyable just to watch people that are really good <laughs> than to have the frustration of just landing and dying all the time. So oh I kind of I kind of turned a corner on that one myself. I remember watching a TED Talk not too long ago about how 10 years ago, the big well-paying jobs that people really want right now didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like at the companies like your Google and your Spotify and YouTube, they just weren't around 10, 15 years ago. And so we've got to be realistic knowing that technology doubles every three years, that the jobs that our kids are going to grow up to have, we don't even know what they are yet. Right. And so this... This dismissive, like, why do kids want to be YouTube famous? This is probably going to be a very legitimate career path for a lot of people is using their social media influence to help market products and being an influencer. So if that is the path that you're thinking about going down or you want to have an intelligent conversation with your kid or a younger person about what it is to be an influencer, what does it look like to make yourself available for sponsorships and collaborations? How does that side of it kind of work? It all comes back down to adding value. So it, I've heard the approach of reach out and see if you can get free stuff that never has worked and is never going to work. Every company want, everybody wants a win-win situation where you, they will give you something for a win, but you also give them something back to add value to them as a win. Right. And so, cause it, the thing that I have learned and that, that we had John Petit Media actually teach as well is you have to, your priority has to be adding value. If, even if it means you asking permission to buy a product and you market that on your page and post about it. Yes, it may not be a free product or yes, it may not be you get a shout out, but you're showing that you're looking to add value to a company. You're looking to add value to somebody or something outside of yourself. And that that's a selfless act. And companies want to be associated with that. They will, they will, they will pirate that. And that's how, that's how I initially got started was I simply reached out to a company and said, Hey, I'm not trying to get anything free out of you. Do you guys have any sales going on? I, I love your products and would like to get, I would like to have access to one. Right. And they sent me a code saying, yeah, we actually have a promo going on right now. Here's your code. And I said, okay, cool. And I post a picture about it. They messaged me back saying, thanks so much for the post. Here's here's another deal we'll give you specifically. If you want to get more, more things, here's this post. And we'll even add you to our next story. And it, it all started though by me is asking do you have something that I could gain access to that's financially feasible for me and I could share that on for you for free? Right. It ha- it has to always be initiated by you saying, I'm here to just add value. Eventually, companies and other influencers and whatever, wh- whoever it may be, they'll latch onto that and want to pursue that. Now, Kat and I have received, we can even keep track of the companies that have reached out to us about doing collaborations or sponsorships and that type of deal because it started by me looking how can I just add value to one company today? Even if I buy a water bottle for $10 and just say, hey, guys, I love this water bottle. Definitely go check this company out. Right. That adds value. That shows them that you don't just want to get something from them, but you're looking to actually add value back. It's all about adding value. So do you, do you think there are influencers that only focus on giving reviews when they have something good to say? Is this like that, that old rule that your mom told you? If you can't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> like, let's say you were really excited about buying a water bottle and it was by a company called Whatchamajigget. And best you, water bottles ever. Yeah, best water bottles ever. <laughs> you buy it and these things are crap. Like, <laughs> they got holes in them. They're leaking all over. Would you just choose to not post anything about it or would you give an honest review? 
That's actually something that I admire about Cap because we actually received clothing. We're, I mean, obviously, the, the brand's going to rename Nameless, but we received clothing a while back from a company who I thought the product was fine. I mean, I enjoyed the fabric, but it wasn't to her liking at all, and it and I can understand her reasoning as why. But we actually we we agreed to initially post like on both of our platforms. I posted on mine because I was being honest. But then I support her decision of not posting about it because she didn't she didn't want to lie and say, I love this prod, go check right. it out if she really didn't love it that much. And so, I mean, that's one thing that we stand by as a couple is if we truly don't like it, we're not gonna share about it because we we don't want to be we, we don't want to be taking away value from you by encouraging you to buy something that we right. don't support. And so I just wanna reach I just wanna explain in another way in case you're listening and you're like, I want nothing to do with this new kind of marketing. Like if you're hearing influencer marketing and thinking all these scary thoughts about how everything's messed up about it, I want to remind you that this is a way that business has been done for a long time. It's called referral marketing. Um, it is a very common way that mm -hmm. a lot of people have grown their businesses for decades, which is how do you get somebody that you know, like, and trust to, to recommend you to somebody else? Right. And what social media has done is allowed people to grow bigger platforms of people that they know, like, and trust by right. people being, like you're saying, transparent, being authentic. And what happens is if you follow somebody on social media, and maybe social media isn't your thing. I like to say, like, um, like I like the podcast Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard, and I listen to it a bunch. And so I feel like if I met Dak Shepard, he should know me too, right? I feel like it would be embarrassing if mm -hmm. I ever ran into him and be like, yeah, we, we're good buddies, right? Like, I know all about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how's your wife and kids? And, but really, it, it provides a bit of a relationship that's not a fake relationship, but it's, it's, a, it's a different type of relationship. Yeah. But in that regard... I have purchased things that he'd mentioned on his show because he'd mentioned it enough that I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. Um, and it works. Yeah. Uh, referral marketing has been a way that people have grown their business for a long time. And Actually, a sorry to interrupt you on that mm -hmm. topic real quick. Um, so a fun fact about Josh and I, we've, act we've known each other since July of 2018. And crazy fact, we have actually never met in person. Oh, really? Never. I, he, he was supposed to come to a conference that he and I were going to speak at together on social media um, back earlier this year. But, I mean, COVID and everything happened, and that had to actually had to get canceled. And so he wasn't able to come out and hang out. But we've actually only ever had contact through Zoom, through FaceTime. And, and our relationship got started through social media by connecting through that. Okay. But we've actually never met in person before. So if you've been listening and uh, you're you're maybe starting to warm up to this idea Here's, here's, here's what I believe the bottom line is. There are people that are on social media all day. Yeah. You want to help people. <laughs> Correct. Your business is in business to help people. Your customers yeah. are there. Maybe you should consider being where your customers are. Mm -hmm. And what would it look like for you to meet your customers where they are and deliver content in the way that they're looking for content on those platforms? Right. And so that's basically the gist of it. Exactly, yeah. It just, it just comes down to again filling filling the need of a customer. So wherever it's 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 meeting people where they are. If people need some, if they're on different platforms, then why would you restrict your own business and 
not pursue those platforms when that's exactly where your clientele is. Even if people say they hate social media, I guarantee you people are still going to be on it for a few hours in the day. And they they may not even consider it social media, but it is. Anything that's on your phone or online is media. So, I mean, social media just comes down to this definition of it's where you can socialize online. <laughs> social media. That's where other people are there, too. Correct. It's the only kind of, it's social distancing, but with media. That's Correct. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's, the new, it's the new social distancing. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm so done with COVID. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be over. Trust uh, me, same here. I hope it's going to be over soon. So here's some probably common questions that you guys get a lot. How often should you be posting to social media? Um, again, it's, it's a very specific, it, it, it varies mostly, but I will say that it's not about, um, how often you post is just about being consistent with your content. So not saying post a number of times consistently, but make sure the quality of what you post and what you're posting about is consistent. So I think a lot of people would think if the, okay, if you really get into this, here's what you would do, right? You would try posting once a week right. and monitor that for a while, like a control group, then move it to twice a week. Yeah. Do your numbers go up? Don't do twice a week once and pretend like, oh, it sucked. You have to, you have to treat it with a little bit more of a, a long-term strategy than that. <laughs> Correct. But there are sites that go very, very granular on stuff like this that will help you, like a social media scheduling site will tell you, based mm-hmm. on your audience, these are the times of day you should publish on mm-hmm. which days. And I know for me, I found like weird stuff that's probably only going to work for me because it's just the stuff that I'm doing. Um, so like for the yeah. for the podcast, it's going to do better if I post it in the morning on Monday for some reason. I don't know the reason why. I just know that I've tried it and that's where it gets better. I don't yeah. know. Um, and so I think there has to be a little bit of scientific guess and check going on there too. Yeah. Um, it's great to start with best practices. And have yeah. that be where you start. But then you're going to have to refine yeah. for yourself. So, I mean, a general consensus, I will say, that we do teach, um, that Josh and I, through our, through our coaching, is one easy rule of thumb is what are you doing during mealtimes? You're either on your phone or you're per- checking your phone before you eat or after you eat. Because during, you're, when you take a break, typically you hop on your phone. So a general consensus for when people would eat or when people would be on their phones is around mealtimes. So around lunchtime, whatever your definition of that is, my definition is 11 to 1. Um, and then dinner time, my definition is 6 to 8. So in those time frames, we've, we've realized that that's when a lot of people are on their phones. So you will there's a higher likelihood of people seeing your feed or seeing your post yeah. versus posting something at 2 in the afternoon or 3 in the afternoon when people are on their on their computers are working and aren't looking at anything on their phones. Right. I noticed back when everybody was going to work <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I could do pretty well between four and five because people yeah. didn't want to work anymore. <laughs> they had opened up another browser window and they're like, oh, it's too late to start this other thing. So Might as well check something here. <laughs> yeah. That's so right. So well. if somebody wants to get going with social media or talk strategy or be involved in coaching, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so I mean, if you go on my Instagram, it says Dennis underscore Herring, so D-E-N-N-I-S underscore H-E-R-I-N-G. In my bio there, I have a link tree, so you click on that link and it will take you to all of my personal platforms that I'm on, whether it's um, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, everything, even YouTube. So I keep everything in one area, so if you just go to my Instagram, to my simple name there, 
um, and go to Linktree. It's an easy way to get in touch with me. You can shoot me a DM. I'm not, I will not be offended by that. Um, and you can email me. That's, my email's in there as well. So just go into any of my platforms, just Dennis Herring, as simple as that. Yeah, and I wonder, I don't know the numbers, but I have to imagine social media um, time spent on social media has gone up greatly yeah. thanks to COVID. Yeah. And so uh, I think now's the time to jump into it, people, and to take it seriously. And if, yeah. you, if you need some help, like most of us do in areas where we're not strongly gifted, check out Dennis and uh, reach reach out. And um, that'd be great. Thanks so much yeah. for coming on. Yeah, for sure. No problem. And, I hope and you guys have a great wedding on Saturday. I appreciate it. Yes, it's it's <laughs> definitely going to be interesting but we're looking forward to it i mean oh the one thing i forgot to mention is with me i i told you this earlier but um i also just had relaunched my website so dennisherring.com and there on the contact page you you have my email and my phone number as well so that's another easy way to find me is just put my name in put dot com right well fantastic it's been awesome talking to you dennis thanks so much for coming on appreciate it appreciate it. it's an honor we love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today?